everybody. Doing good? Nice to see you, Dunedin. This morning, Dunedin did their own thing, but they're not independent. They're just powerful. That's why they did their own thing this morning. But we're so glad that you're joining us, every person from the front to the back. And in Topor. Topor. I mean, that's what, three and a half hours drive? Is that about that be right? In Malaysia, if you drive the way I drive, it's two and a half hours. Because Malaysia, uh, they're rules, but they're more like suggestions. But I'm so glad you came tonight. Can we just pray before we start? I was told that this was the passionate, overwhelmingly engaging. Rumors abound. I want to say I love your pastors dearly. The Jemima and I uh, count them as dear friends. Like honestly, we it's. It's, it's not professional friendship, it's genuine friendship. If, if, if we were doing something completely different and so were they, they probably wouldn't be as interested in us, but we'd totally be interested in them. Can we give it up for Pastor Sam and Kathy as well? We love them so much. Thank you. Thank you for the kind invitation. It's an honor to be here. It's actually Vision Weekend in Kingdom City globally this weekend, so I decided to get out of town. That sounds irresponsible, but let's just pray. Father, we just thank you that you want to do fresh things tonight. I'm not even sure what it is, but I don't need to know because you're here. And because you're here, all things are possible. Without you, nothing is possible. But with you in the mix, there is nothing that is out of question. Father, to the confused, bring clarity. To the lost, bring direction. To the weak, bring strength. To the poor bring wealth to those who need what they need tonight in you is everything we turn our face away from distraction we turn our face away from discouragement or anything that would deviate our ability to receive from you i thank you tonight there'd be an impartation of faith in everyone that's listening with ears to hear we would hear and do that which you stir in our hearts father i thank you that this would touch everybody in dunedin it would touch everybody in topo and i thank you lord that not one person would miss out if they would just reach out and and lean in father we lean into you and what you want to say and what you want to do touch our neighbors touch our friends touch everybody that's within the context of our world, in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 God bless you. At least high-five three or four people. Hug them, shake their hand, whatever's appropriate, to depending on the context of your relationship. And then you may take your seats. You know, there's great energy in this room. There's great energy. I'm pretty sure every time Equippers gathers because this is a passionate church. I love your worship team, by the way. I'm a huge fan. Can we give it up for our worship team? And our production team, our sound guys, our ashes, our everybody that serves. Let's, let's thank them as well. Um, energy is awesome, but energy must translate into movement. You can't move without energy, but energy without movement is waste. So what happens on Sunday has to translate. Um, I've obviously got a bunch of messages I could have shared and this sounds like just preacher talk. This morning I shared something that I really felt God, was, I was clear what I needed to share. This, I was frustrated this afternoon because I don't really have a message, so sorry word people, slide people. Uh, we're just gonna uh, go with what, my message is so simple it's almost, it'll, it'll almost be offensive. But, but this, the, 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 this is what I heard, say yes. There are some of you who are facing decisions right now and the answer is say yes. 
you're facing obstacles, you've got hurdles. Some of us are conservative by nature, so we're very hesitant to make decisions. But there is a, there is a favor on this house. There is a current when you are walking in the hand of God that removes the fears that would otherwise exist in normal journey. And your privilege when it comes to following God is simply to say yes. You know, our journey as a church is our 13th year now, just starting. Um, and then we, tonight, this morning we actually announced our ninth country. We're going to Zambia, which is awesome. Uh, and that's pretty cool. And, and, and really, from selling my house, buying a one-way ticket to an Islamic country without a visa to plant a church, which is really irresponsible if you didn't hear God, uh, right through to when we decided to live between two countries for seven years, and that just, everyone's like, that's foolish. That's not going to last. That's not going to work. Right through to starting in different continents and developing nations, and every part of it smacks of irresponsible if you don't understand that God guides, God stirs, God leads, and, and that's more than cliche. In Matthew chapter 7, um, Jesus said, he who hears my word and puts it into practice is like a man who built his house on the rock. Not, uh, and you know, the, the rains, the storms will all come, but it'll be fine. But he who hears my word and does not put it into practice is like a man who built his house on the sand. So when you hear those two extremes, it's not that one built his life on the rock Jesus and the other one built his house on some false god. One heard and applied, the other heard and didn't apply. Energy must translate into movement. This must lead to a step. We're not to be just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And one of the things that can sometimes deceive us is we think hearing and understanding something is the same thing as doing it, and it's not. You gotta walk it out. Or you don't get to always just work it out. You've got to walk it out. You've got to say yes. You've actually got to get moving. Something's got to happen. And so in our journey, we've taken lots of risks. And uh, the truth is I'm not a risk taker by nature. I'm an eldest Asian child, which basically means I'm boring and I study. That's awesome. If I was a maverick wildcard, jumping out of planes, climbing rocks, I don't jump out of bed, I barely climb ladders. They'd go, oh yeah, that's how he's leading Kingdom City, that's how he's wired, yeah, he's taking crazy. And sometimes we can be subject to too many, one too many personality profile studies. And God doesn't say to the conservative, you can stay back, but the bold, you say yes. He tells everybody to say yes, to step out, to take risks, to do something. He's put dreams and desires and opportunities within the scope of your life. And here's the thing, it's the misunderstanding of who God is that makes us fearful. The parable of the talents teaches us that. There's a guy with five, guy with two, guy with one. We know the story, hopefully. Well, Dunedin knows the story. They're biblically literate down there. But we here, I'll explain it for all of, all of us. So. He gives one five, he gives one two, he gives one one. The guy with five goes out and does something with it. The guy with two goes out and does something, produces 10, produces four. The guy with one, the, in fact, the, the word that's been, that was highlighted to me this afternoon was afraid. He said, I was afraid. I was afraid. The same God gave to all three and one had fear. I believe there are people tonight with fear. And I don't mean like you're shaking in your boots fear. I mean, there's just a hesitancy that has stopped your journey. 
and there's a fear within and there's a fear without. There's an internal fear, there's an external fear. And tonight God wants to dismantle that. He just wants to break that so you are free to take your next step. You're free to step out, you're free to step up, you're free to step in any direction because he who hears my word and puts it into practice. There's a next step that's actionable for every one of us if we would actually say, God, I'll deal with the fear. The guy with one talent, he received but did nothing. It's possible to receive and do nothing. It's possible to receive. It's possible to have energy and have no movement. See, next week when um, Vision Weekend, Vision Sunday, and Pastor Sam declares the vision, I've got some advice. It doesn't matter. I have no idea what he's going to speak about, but it doesn't matter. Just say yes. Like, that's irresponsible. Shouldn't we hear, assess first? See, this is the thing. When it comes to God, most of the time fear sets in because we have more trust in our own brains, our own due diligence, in our own assessment. God simply says, say yes. Who will go for me? I will. Hang on, I should have asked. Where are you sending me? Hang on, I should have asked. There's, there's something about saying yes. See, we're, we're, some of us have internal fear. In other words, we feel unworthy, we feel unable. We feel unworthy, unable. God, maybe it's like, oh, I can't really join any group because um, I'm socially awkward. Or I can't really uh, go and join that team. I can't really go and get involved with this. I can't take my next step in my, whether it's my relationships, whether I can't take, whatever it is, there's a fear because we feel unworthy and unable. And yet God is not the kind of God who looks at your ability or your worthiness and feels nervous about it. He gave you talents knowing you're un unworthy and unable. The paralyzed man is one of my favorite stories. He, he, he's in front of him and that guy felt unworthy and he clearly was unable. How do we know he felt unworthy? The first thing Jesus said to him is, I forgive your sins. How can you sin when you can't go anywhere? Well, apparently you can. He says, I forgive you. And you know, the devil's biggest two tricks over all of us is always, you're not worthy. You're not good enough to do that. You're not able. You're not good enough to do that. You're not. He just will keep repeating the same thing like an annoying tap. And we believe it. And what I love about Jesus, he looks at the paralyzed man. He says, I forgive you. And then within 30 seconds, he says, I heal you. Rise. And within one minute, he dismantled the two excuses that might have been hovering over this man's life for years. I can't serve you. I'm unworthy. Well, I forgive you. I'm unable. Well, I heal you. And he's forgiven every person who wants it. He's healed every person who needs it. Because at the end of the day, no matter how you feel, he renders you worthy. He renders you able. No longer can you throw up in his face, God, I'm unworthy. No longer can you say, God, I'm unable. The real issue is not unworthy and unable because Christ dealt with that at Calvary. The real question is unwilling. That's why he says, pick up your mat. Are you willing? Because now you're, you're worthy and you're certainly able. Now pick it up and walk. There's, there's a few within, but there's also a few without. You know, where you're, the unknown. I'm not sure where I'm going, God. Sometimes it's an internal fear. I don't feel good enough and I don't feel able enough. Sometimes you might feel good enough. You feel great, you feel, but you just, the unknown is what terrifies you. I don't know what's going to turn out. I don't know how, I don't know how it's going to work out. Can I encourage you? Especially everybody here in Auckland City who's been on a building uh, adventure. It's like an adventure. I call it an adventure. You can call it adventure when you're not in it. <laughs> Fear.
Following God is not about where you're going. Following God is about who you're following. I don't need to know where I'm going because who I'm following knows where I'm going. That's all I need to know. It sets me free. Jesus never said, I have a map. He said, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm going to give you the directions and then follow me. He said, follow me. So you, it's like following the car that's in front of you. If, you. if I had to go to your house and I had to drive in my car, you had to drive in your car, I don't have a clue where your house is, but I'll get there if I keep following you. And when I get there, someone may call me and go, hey, Mark, uh, how do I get to so-and-so's house? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, aren't you there? Yep. Well, how'd you get there? Well, I just kept following the car. Don't you hate that answer? Because at the end of the day, that's the joy and the, of the journey that you get to go. So long as God is within reach, you're on track. You don't have to know your coordinates. You don't have to know your know-how or what. You don't have to know that. You don't have to know that. Now, I want to say this. If you're struggling with an internal sense of I'm not worthy or unable tonight, I, I, want to, I want to just share something with you that I hope will unlock that. And it's an assurance that I know from my own journey that God can use you while he changes you. God can, you don't have to say, oh, well, I better not get involved because you don't know what I've got going on in my life. I've got a lot going on and I'm not really worthy. Listen, God has used me on a journey and at the same time while using me dealt with a whole bunch of character stuff. He doesn't go, see, normal thinking is, he has to change me. God, change me, change me, change me, change me, change me, change me. Okay, now I'm worthy to be used. And God doesn't work like that. He takes a broken vessel and he says, I'm going to use you. And in the process, I'm going to deal with that issue, that attitude, that hurt, that unforgiveness, that bitterness, that tension, that tendency. He's, only God can do that. Because if, if we change ourselves and then he uses us, we get the glory because we have pride in our preparation. But when he uses us and changes us at the same time, only God gets the glory because it's not us, it's him. It's, uh, it's, such a, it's such a cool thing because when I look over my journey, I've had such highs and such lows. And it wasn't like the lows were my preparation and the highs are my ministry. They're all in the same graph. And that's why I'm saying, don't ever think I need to be worthy enough or able enough. Yes qualifies you. Some of us just need to say yes and do it. You know, Jesus was a crazy risk taker. And in, uh, in Luke chapter 9, in the, it's probably a mission trip from hell. He, he took a bunch of, he took his disciples. He's trained them. Jesus is the rabbi. He's the mentor. He's the man, right? He takes 12 guys on a journey. And they got all sorts of problems. They can't heal the guy. They start arguing over ego, who's the greatest. They start wanting to call down fire on the wrong city. They start to talk about sectarianism. And they start dividing and they're political. It's, li it's like they're a normal church. And, and Jesus is like... <laughs> It's like, anyway, by the end, I would have gone, time out, call everybody in, no more mission trips, that's it. Jesus goes, if you read Luke 10 verse 1, which is the next verse after all these catalog of drama, Jesus says, the word scripture says in Luke, after these things, he called another 70 also to himself. Wow. It's like, as if, it's like, what? You mean, it's like Jesus said, that went so well, I'm getting another 70. And yet Jesus on the journey kept molding people. See, it's only people who say yes who get changed. You're not going to get changed in the lab. You're going to get changed as you walk. You're going to get changed. Just say yes and let God change you. Don't go, well, I'll change and then I'll join an e-group. Join an e-group and watch God change you. That, that's how it works. That's, that's how it works, unfortunately. 
Um, I know, I'm not happy about it either, but that's how it works. You know, I remember one day having a, the first year of church going to Malaysia, I felt totally unworthy, unable. I'm like not qualified, I can't do this. I've never been to Bible college, don't tell anybody. I'm on, I stayed on the 10th floor and I've got a, there's, I had a shampoo bottle at the top and my window's open and I accidentally one day knocked the shampoo bottle while I'm having a shower and it fell 10 floors to its death. And the shampoo bottle, I'm like, oh, whatever, shampoo. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down after the shower and uh, I hear the inner voice, go pick up the shampoo bottle. I'm, like, oh. I'm thinking it's, you know, integrity. And I knew it was God because I wasn't married at that point. And so... Um, <laughs> Just say, and so I, I, I got frustrated. I thought, oh, if I don't get it, I know that voice will get. So I get to go down. I'm like, God, I can't believe you want me to pick up the shampoo bottle. Find integrity, all right, integrity. So I'm looking, looking for the shampoo bottle where it's fallen down, and I find it. It's all cracked and dirty, and I'm picking it up, about to throw it in the bin, and I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, "Don't throw it in the bin." I'm like, you're speaking to me. I'm not one of those guys where God speaks every five seconds. You know those people? I'm jealous of those people and skeptical of those people, but nonetheless. I don't normally hear every five seconds, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. I don't hear that. So I'm going, there's a lot of things I need you to talk to me about. This is not one of them. But I, you know what? God was showing me something. And as I went up, I was, I was in a bit of a lull because I just felt like no one in Malaysia will respect me. God, I'm not qualified. I'm not able. I don't know. what I can't. But I said, yes, I moved. I told my, some of us who've gone to college this year, you have, you well done, good and faithful servant. You've already started the journey. Some of, listen, who, I don't know who the other two are, but you can auction it off later. But you just need to say yes and not go, well, I'm not worthy, I'm not able, I can't do it. God can use you while he changes you. And he'll change you as you move. He won't change you in park. Anyway, I woke up and I'm like, I realize this, this bottle now has a big crack, the shampoo bottle. And I, and I woke up and I'm like, it's like, son, this is what I've done with you. Because I realized, because all of us have fallen from a high place. We've all fallen. And, and, and God came from a high place down to a low place. And he picked us up like the Good Samaritan. He picked us up and he dusted us off. And he's took us back to the high place. And he's washed us and he's cleansed us. And he set us in our rightful place. And you know, for the next three weeks, the next four weeks, here's the thing. We have divine treasure in earthen vessels. It's the, the vessel's no big deal. The treasure's the big deal. And in fact, for the next three, the stuff on the inside of the bottle was still good. The vessel was cracked. In fact, for the next three weeks, the shampoo came out easier through the crack than that silly pump thing that never works half the time. Except for thank you products, they always work. But all the other products don't work. And here's the thing, so I, I, I'm, I'm like, wow. You know, God, want, he's saying, son, I want to use you to clean people, even though you're a broken vessel. And sometimes the God in you will come out better through the brokenness. God in you will come out through. And that's why you can say yes with confidence. Don't ever say, God, I'm not able. God, I'm not worthy. Just say yes. What is he asking you to do? What is he asking you to do? Listen, if you stay hungry and you stay teachable, he will guide you as you move. You know, there's some people, maybe you fear, you're fearing the unknown. Like, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know. I feel okay in myself, but this is a big jump. This is a big move. This is a big shift. Some of you took a risk to come here. Some of you took a risk to serve. Some of you have taken risks to start family. Some of you have taken a risk to do the course you're doing. But can I say, when it comes to not knowing where you're going, 
there comes a point when you go, God, I thank you that you've got my hand. I'm just going to keep moving my foot and you're going to keep guiding my path. And what happens is over time, your faith grows, not because you're a giant of faith, but because, how do I say this? Faith is relational. Faith is not some thing that just lands on you. And there's a gift of faith, I get all that. But do you realize faith is relational? Like if I, if I needed $100 and that's my need, and I walk out into the street, I'm like, I need 100 bucks. And I ask a random stranger, hi, can I have 100 bucks? I don't know anybody. My faith, my expectation that I'll get it is not very high. But if I happen to walk out and I run into Sam or someone I know, say I meet my father on the street, Dad, what are you doing in Auckland? He's like, oh, I didn't know. I'm like, hey, listen, I, got 100, I need $100. Same guy with the same need now has a much larger faith because I know who I'm asking. At the end of the day, the people who don't have faith is because you don't know who you're asking. Faith is relational. The more you know God, the higher your faith. You don't have to go to a faith course. You just have to know Him more. Once you know Him more, you realize that that's the journey of following God. You know, I had this great desire. God, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. I want to hear you. I had a, you know, we used to have prophets come to our church and I had a major desire to hear God. And I, I, um, I just didn't know how to. But then I realized exactly what I'm sharing with you tonight. I just got to step out. I've got to have a go. You're never going to know if you're hearing God unless you try. I mean, I met my wife Jemima and some of you haven't heard the story. And if you've heard her version, I definitely need to tell it because it needs um, some correction. Um, our very first coffee, she's had a six-month runway of this is your husband. God's shown her like signs, scriptures, prophecies, everything. And uh, I have no idea this is the case. She's come, we're having a coffee, it's awkward, it's a first coffee. I'm a pastor, I'm single, I can't just be dating people, you know, en masse. Hey church, I'm single again, no, I can't be doing that. So I'm like, just a relational coffee, just one coffee. And uh, two and a half hours of this coffee, fairly mundane conversation, as in not deep, like fairly superficial. First coffee, like what do you say, hi, hey, yeah. Um, I'm hearing a voice in my head. This is your wife. This is your wife. This is your wife. I'm going, this is my wife. I better do something about this. Wow, because she's moving the next day back to Brisbane. She's not moving. She's, she's just on a, on a trip, mission trip there in Malaysia. And uh, after two hours, I'm like, I've got to break the ice. First coffee. But how do I say this? And so after about two and a half hours, I'm like, uh, listen, um, something to say. Uh, um, she's like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't know what she's expecting. I, like, I feel like I'm having coffee with my wife. So, as soon as I said that, I'm like, oh God, there's no rewind button. It's out there. I cannot believe you just told a strange woman on a first coffee that you're having coffee with your wife. You're a pastor. You can't be telling. Before I had time to hide in my hole, she sits back, smiles in her chair and goes, I think you are having coffee with your wife. Yeah, true story. Listen, listen, I'm giving some confidence here tonight. Hey, listen, at the end of tonight's service, however we end it, I'll do one thing. Hold your neighbor's hand and that'll be your shot. That's it. Then I'm out. Right? But listen, what she said shocked me more than what I said shocked me. I'm like, you sure? You, you do this? No, I'm not. We're both back, you know, just took a few steps back into like safe zones. And she's like, are you serious? Are you serious? And like, we're like awkward moment. And then she launches in for the next 15 minutes of all these signs she's had over the last six months, which I had no idea. And I'm going, it dawns on me there that, oh my gosh, she's come to this coffee expecting this to happen. 
and I've got no sides. And so um, she, she says, finishes her list and goes, tell me your journey. She's like, this guy must have been slow. It took two and a half hours to get there. But anyway, I go, um, I've been hearing a voice in my head saying, uh, this is your wife and um, I feel good. I feel good just so I can have two sides. And I'm like, oh man. She goes, how do you know that's not just your feelings? I'm like, and there we had our first fight right there and there. We hadn't even got married. So. The worst, the, the, that story is crazy, not because that happened, but then I'm like, are we doing this? She goes, yep. I said, well, we should start, it's April. We should start the new year together. You're in Brisbane, I'm in Malaysia. Um, she goes, yeah, I suppose. Well, I finished my master's in August. I said, how about September? She goes, okay. So I got the Blackberry out, because that's what we had back then. Uh, scroll through the Blackberry. I said, most of my friends are ministers, so let's get married on a Friday. Let's look at the Fridays in September. It's first coffee. We hadn't even gone back for the refill. And so like 7, 14, 21, let's go 14. How's 14 for you? Great, true story. So I'm like, I'll fly to Brisbane, meet your parents, ask for permission. You come to Perth, meet my folks, and we'll meet at the wedding. Okay, cool. Promise, for four months later, we're married. Our honeymoon was like, so, what's your favorite movie? How do I spell your last name again? <laughs> like, it was weird. Now, that is not how to do it, young people. If you're nervous parents thinking, I've just advised your kids what to do, don't do that. But you know, here's the thing. The, the serious part of the story was when she said, how do you know it's just not your kid? I had to explain a relational history with God. It doesn't mean I never get it wrong. But you know, when you hear God after a while, the voice becomes clear. See, what, what I didn't tell her was me trying to hear voice, all the crazy mistakes I made, and yet God kept speaking. I was so hungry to hear the voice of God. I remember once going to this ice cream store, and I'm like, God, give me her name, because the prophets were calling out names back then. And I'm like, give me a name. I want to know a name. And I heard a name, and I'm like, is your name Dolores? She goes, no, it's Anne. Okay, well, I'll have a triple chock scoop and Dolores and, you know, whatever. And I just carry on. But I'm like, oh, idiot, don't say that again. But you learn through trial and error. You learn, you learn. You still got to step out if you don't have these stories. Listen, I remember a few weeks after that ice cream story, I'm in an e-group. And in the e-group, they're like, can we take turns to pray? And so Mark says, Mark, can you pray for this girl's boss? And I heard a name, Rob. And I'm like, don't say anything. Remember Dolores, remember Dolores, don't say anything. <laughs> So I, I didn't say anything because I was scared. I'm like, um, but I'm like, can I just ask, what was his name? He goes, Rob. I'm like, oh! <laughs> See, it's stories like that. You don't get the, I feel like I'm having coffee with my wife story unless you have the Dolores story, unless you have the Rob story. There are times I used to, I was a lawyer walking to the Supreme Court and I stopped and we had an intern called Lucy, great girl. And I remember this story so clearly. There's many, but these, these ones stick out. Like she was there and I'm like, God, give me a word of knowledge for Lucy. Lord, I want to bless her. She doesn't believe in you. And I'm just in my suit about to go to court. And I'm like, we'll stop at the traffic light. But Lucy, does um, your mum have breast cancer? And her face just really went like sad. I'm like, and sadness turned to shock. She's like, no, does yours? And I'm like, no, but it's important. We remind them to get checked every year and we get walking. You gotta not take yourself so seriously if you're gonna journey with God. You keep saying yes. There, listen, let me tell you, those of you in college this year, you're not gonna get a course on hearing the voice of God. You're gonna have to step out to hear the voice of God. Say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. Whatever the question, say yes. Don't present your worthiness, your ability, or your lack of direction as the excuse. Just understand that God has already said go. He's already said go. He's already said go. 
So I'd assume the traffic light is always green. Some people assume every traffic light's red and they need five signs before they drive. Now that's a good way to drive, by the way. But, but when it comes to walking with God, it's a crazy journey. And you know, I, some people have to go, you know what, I, let me just pray about whether I should join an e-group. What do you think God's going to go? No, I don't want you. I want you isolated, lonely, and festering your addiction by yourself. Stay away from those Christians. Well, what do you think he's going to say? Super spiritual people. Oh, I've got to pray about joining the prayer team. Really? See, when you live on green, it's simply saying, I assume God's for me, God's with me, and every now and then when I go a little right, he'll guide me left, and when I go a little left, he'll guide me right. But he can't, he wants to guide a moving vessel. You know, it's irresponsible to hold a gun and go ready, fire, and then aim the gun, because you've already fired the bullet. But when it comes to God, as soon as you're ready, fire. Because God can guide a moving bullet. But some of us just, we spend so much time aiming, and before you know it, we're 40. People text me, what do you know about Zambia? I'm like, I don't know. We just announced it. Crazy, like last week, last story. Um, play serious music where everyone's gonna start crying in a minute. Not, not funny music where everyone laughs at my jokes because I'm now feeling good that I'm funny, but now we need people to start crying, especially in Topor. Topor, really, get ready. So, how many love Josh? What a legend. Married on his honeymoon playing the keyboard. Man, I love this kid. We, 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 went, we went to Indonesia, I'm like, we announced it, we went there and I'm like, four of us, a big team, we're like, we're ready. We had no idea what we were gonna do with the trip, no contacts, literally nothing. You know, you just gotta present confident, just keep walking. See, Peter, when you get out of the boat, right, he's, he's not going, let me do due diligence, Scott, exactly how is the water gonna sustain my weight? No, you just step out and you watch what happens. We, we go there and, uh, and um, within the next four days, doors open that were just ridiculous. We end up praying for politicians. We end up meeting billionaires. It was just like, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to give you a story so you feel impressed. I'm telling you, this doesn't stop. Don't go, I had my faith years at the infancy of my ministry. It doesn't stop. It gets crazier. This building in Auckland City is going to be a miracle and it's going to be yours as you walk week to week and say, God, I'm not going to shrink back. I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to limit myself. I keep saying yes. I don't feel like we're worthy. I don't feel like we're able. I don't even understand the prophecies. I don't know what you mean anymore. But all I know, all I know is that if I follow the car in front of me, I'll get where I'm supposed to get because you, I don't know where I'm going, but I know who I'm following. And who I'm following knows where I'm going. And that's all I need to know with my career, with my relationships, with my decisions. I get to say yes. Before the vision is declared, we say yes. One another, we say yes. Involvement, we say yes. Worship, we say yes. Altar call, we say yes. Whatever you say, God, we say yes. It's those people who change the world. Come on, let's stand, let's stand, let's stand. You know, I, um, sorry I didn't have too many points in scriptures, but I hope you get the point.
the, the, the guy who had one talent and he said he was very scared, he was afraid. I used to always think it was a very harsh report card that he got because the master says, you, you're a wicked and lazy servant. And I was thinking, God, that's a bit harsh. Why are you calling him wicked and lazy? I mean, he's lazy because he did nothing. He's fearful, really. That's the issue. But you know, he's not wicked. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't murder anybody. He didn't commit a crime. Okay, he just didn't do anything. Sure, he wasn't very, he didn't step out of his comfort zone, maybe. I don't know what he did that was so wicked. Yet he says to the other two, well done, good and faithful servants. And it's like this. If I said to Ed, nice to see you, Ed, back from the North Shore this morning. Well done. Um, so I say, Ed, here's a thousand bucks. I'm coming back in a week. I want to see what you've done with it. And I come back and I go, Ed, what'd you do? Nothing. I knew to be a fearful and austere man, reaping where you've not sown. And so here's a thousand bucks. I'm really scared of you. I'm like, Ed, lazy Ed. He's not, he's not wicked. He's lazy. He didn't do anything, right? Here's, here's your talent back. But what if the instruction or the implication was, Ed, here's a thousand bucks. I'm going away for a week. Make sure the front row get fed. And I come back and I'm like, Ed, what'd you do? Uh, I knew you to be a fearful lost year, man, reaping we haven't turned. Uh, here's your thousand bucks back. I'm like, well, now it's not just lazy because his laziness has cost everybody else who was depending on him. Now he's wicked because his laziness has robbed others. Wow. See, this talent thing, this risk-taking thing, this stepping out thing, who's on the other side of your next step? Who's waiting for your obedience? It's not just about me and my destiny or you and your destiny. My next step involves a whole other people, a whole other nation, a whole other group, a whole other... There's, there's destiny on the other side of your next step. See, we sang, we sang earlier, I just want to be where you are. You know what? That's not really asking God to come where you are. That's saying, Lord, I'll, I'll keep following you. And where you are, I just want to be where you are. That's how you see that song. And, and I want to encourage every person now in Dunedin, in Topo, and right here. I don't know what is next in front of you. There are young adults all over this auditorium, and some of you got big decisions to make. But before Vision Sunday next week, before Pastor Sam comes next week and, and declares whatever he's going to declare, the answer is yes. That's not blind following. That's knowing who you're following. That's saying, thank you, God. I say, yeah, I don't have to know where I'm going. I don't have to know how I'm going to get there. I know I've got issues, but you can change me and use me at the same time. I'm just a broken shampoo bottle. But God, if you can place me, if you can use me, I'll keep stepping out. I'll keep walking out. I'll keep doing what you've asked me to do, knowing that there are many that are going to be blessed, many that are going to be touched. And if we would all say yes, God would do great and mighty things. So right now, come on, I want you just as a sign of your solidarity, your sign of your yes. Let there be a yes. Let end Energy translate into movement. Let energy translate into movement. Some of you maybe been feeling fearful. I want you to stretch out your hands. I want you to lift your hands high. Maybe if you want, you can also get out of your seat. If you feel you need to do something physical to say, God, I'm saying yes to you. I'm saying yes to you. Whatever that means to you, just respond to God right now. Don't wait for others. You just say me. Me, I'm here, Lord. I'm here. I'm here. Even as we begin to worship, I want to encourage you that God is for you. God is for you. God is for you. God is for you. He's got plans for you. So right